Welcome to Our Happiest Place podcast, where the magic of Disney comes alive. I'm Evan. And I'm Robin. Join us on our enchanting journey through the world of Disney, where tales come to life, dreams soar higher than ever, and adventures await at every turn. Together, let's explore the wonder, the nostalgia, and the joy that Disney brings into our lives. From the classic tales to the latest adventures, we're diving deep into the magic, sharing our love for the parks, movies, and all things Disney. So grab your Mickey ears, sit back, and let the podcast begin. A journey into the heart of the most magical place on earth. Join us at Our Happiest Place podcast, where the magic never ends. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hello and welcome into another episode of Our Happiest Place podcast. I'm Evan. And I'm Robin. And I am very excited about today's episode. I'm excited to reminisce a little bit. (laughs) So I'm sure if you guys have listened to our previous podcast, you know that back in June of 2023, we went to Disney World. One of the main reasons why we went was for the Star Cruiser. Yes, we had booked it before the announcement of the closure. And so we had had it. um, I don't remember when exactly they announced that it was going to be closing. I think think we booked it back in January (laughs) and they announced it in like March. Yeah, so we... Not barely made the cutoff, but kind of barely made the cutoff because then everything sold out. Mm-hmm. No, I'm definitely very grateful for the experience for being able to go on it at least once. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's what today's episode's all about. It's just <laughs> us talking about our experience and how much we love the Star Cruiser. Yes. You will walk through what uh, we kind of experienced on the Star Cruiser and... All of our opinions and experiences. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Start from the beginning, right at the arrival. What did you think as we were driving up? Well, it was very exciting because we had just gotten into Florida. We decided to do the Star Cruiser at the beginning of our trip. Mm -hmm. So we had only been there for the night at a random hotel. Yep, which we found out was still like one of the Disney Springs hotels, but... Yeah, we didn't know that when we were booking it, but we got fully dressed in the morning in our in our outfits. So we were in costume going into the arrival area, which 100% recommended. Yeah. I guess let's go ahead and just rewind a little bit. What was your outfit choice going into the Star Cruiser? So I was a droid smith from the Droid Smith Union. I have my union number and everything. And I had a backpack with my previously built um, droid from Galaxy's Edge. Nice. And me, I just went as a bounty hunter. I had like the leather type jacket. I had like the holst- the gun holster, all that stuff. On the Star Cruiser, you're not allowed to bring any kind of like weapons or replica weapons. So it was just the holster, no pistol or anything like that. It still looked cool. No, I thought it looked cool, but yours blew me out of the water i believe yeah just a little bit i mean it's hard when there's leds in a (laughs) modified cat backpack yeah she had leds all throughout her modified cat backpack she painted it it looked really cool the droid fits in it perfectly the backpack matches the colors of the droid i'm sure you know we'll post some pictures up on it on our like instagram page and stuff like that if you guys do want to see it yes um, so yeah, I had, again, this is June. I had this big, heavy, like leather coat on. You had, I had a light leather jacket. It was 
definitely cheap so it wasn't actually to keep warm which was nice but it was still very warm with the backpack and all of the stuff so we pull up to the arrival area and we thought we were going to be waiting outside until they let us in mm-hmm. based on what we had read online yeah i know as we were pulling up you know we were super excited and then we see basically like cargo transport yeah like transport units that just say star cruiser on it it was interesting because like it was it was really cool we were very excited when we saw it kind of looking back on it it seems like there wasn't that much like hype going into it yeah very fair we got out of our uber or lyft or whatever we took for transport and when we got out there they were like and it's time for your picture and we weren't quite fully in our costumes because we didn't have our jackets on Mm -hmm, because it was again very hot very hot so we're like getting all of our stuff on but also giving them all of our luggage and it was very hectic but those are the best pictures that we that we took on the whole (laughs) trip (laughs) yep so we took those pictures they handed us our magic bands or special ones a little disappointed that they weren't the pluses but i mean knowing that they were going to shut the whole thing down in a few months it kind of makes sense they never transitioned over to the magic band plus definitely um we were one of the first groups i think we were actually the first people in line which is pretty cool yes we were very very close to the front Mm -hmm. and again with it just being super hot they had like this hallway that they let us kind of wait in that was still warm with the amount of people that were in there but it wasn't like you were just sitting out in the sun yeah it was shaded but it wasn't air conditioned from what i remember i could be wrong though yeah no i believe you're right they did go around passing out some frozen grapes yes yeah i loved the frozen grapes that was so fun and so with us being the first ones on there we were part of that first group to board um so we got in there they kind of took us into the room yeah they took us into a room that was very close we could see it from where we were standing in the line waiting (laughs) they took us into that area and was there a video or was it just them talking to us? I believe it was just them talking to us, but it had like the Chandrilla Star Alliance symbol there. So we took pictures in front of that. Yes, I also love those pictures. And then we went up in the elevator. Yep, went up in the elevator. That was very cool. They made it, it was a lot like kind of Space 220 where they made it seem like you were getting beamed up. Yes, it was so cool. And then we were in the lobby of the, yeah, of the, the Halcyon. <laughs> the elevator opens right up into the lobby. Um, if you guys don't know, it's all kind of like white and red themed. And so like, like there was a bunch of like seating um, that had like red seats and like white accents to them. Yes, it was very grand and very large, mm-hmm. but also very small at the same time. I don't know how quite to explain that. Like it was just the main part was just one room. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that main part's like where like the bridge and the bar and like kind of like offshoots into the room and like the little shopping area and the customer service area, like all of it was like right there. Yes. With us being the first group, there wasn't really a lot of storytelling or anything like that going on as of yet. Yeah, not yet. They did take us right to our room that we were going to be staying Mm -hmm. in at first. They walked us there and we went up like one flight of stairs it was like a half flight a, a half flight of stairs and then we just walked a few doors down in the hallway and we were right there so i was like wow we're really staying close to the action mm-hmm. and that was super cool 
the first thing, like when we went into our room, you told me to check in with our droid. Yes. D309? Yep, with our droid D309. Yes, I wanted it to be his. I think you had to scan your magic band. Mm -hmm. Yes, so I wanted it to be his because I knew she was there and I wanted to see his reaction. (laughs) That's cool. Like uh, she basically would remind us of different events going on during the Star Cruiser that, you know, either we didn't know about or if we would have forgot, she would have kind of let us know to go there. She was part of the storyline for a lot of it. Um, she would tell us bedtime stories. Yes. I think she might have sung me happy birthday. Mm-hmm. I do believe so. Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen so many videos of her doing <laughs> things now. I'm like, I don't know what happened to us and what didn't. Yeah. Um, so we kind of hung out in the room. That picture window, um, when you have it on, it makes it seem like you're out in space and there's like stars and other ships when we're docked at the port and stuff like that going through. Um, that was very good detail they put into the rooms that i know i really enjoyed yes that was definitely my favorite part of the room although the bunk beds were pretty (laughs) a pretty close second to my favorite feature of the room but that window to where we could see out into Mm -hmm. space and it was always something different Mm -hmm. and then when there's a lot of the um kind of bridge trainings going on if you open up your window i think you can kind of see like some of that going through yeah, any, I think anytime we went to hyperspace. Yeah, anytime we went to hyperspace, it would have like the hyperspace lines when we were being detained by the First Order. I think like there was like First Order ships kind of hanging out around. Yes. Um, so again, with us being just like one of the first ones on, after we checked out the room, we went down to like the main area again, kind of checked out the cantina a little bit, like the bar that was on the... The Sublight Lounge. The Sublight Lounge. And there were still not very many people at all on there, so everything was just empty. I'm pretty sure there was no one at all in the bar, not even Mm -hmm. a bartender when we first came, because we have some pictures of us standing at the bar, and no one is there. (laughs) Yep, and so I know once the bartender did show up, I think her name was... I think it was Laura. Laura. uh, She was great. I think she was probably the best bartender we had the entire trip. She was my favorite cast member of the trip, for mm-hmm. sure. She interacted with us very well, asked us like where we're from, still like all very much in character. Yes, she remembered our names, mm-hmm. and she, um, my droid backpack was quite the conversation starter. And so she was telling other bartenders as they were changing shifts, about it so every time she'd be like oh i wanted to show you that (laughs) and so that was great that's awesome i know somebody else did bring a backpack type thing with their droid in it but yours kind of blew that one out of the water mine was a little bit better this was very cool we should have gotten like a group picture or something but we did not (laughs) we didn't interact with too many other non-cast member humans (laughs) we kind of kept to ourselves um, one of the main things I know you were very interested in doing and we had the chance to do was naming the fish. Yes, we did get to name the fish at the Sublight Lounge and we named him after our dog, Captain. There were actually two fish. Mm-hmm. She asked if we wanted to name both of them, but we let somebody else name the second one. Yes. I can't remember what that second one ended up being named. I think it was just kind of a person's name. I think it was Susan. 
Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong on that, but it was something something like that because I remember being like, oh, maybe we should have named the other fish. <laughs> um, and inside the Sublight Lounge, there was the Sabak table that we kind of sat at for a little bit just to kind of, we knew that Sabak was going to play a big role in the whole experience. So we, we wanted to kind of brush up on the rules and everything a little bit. Yes, especially being at the hollow table, so it was a little bit different than when we had played Sabak with cards previously. Mm-hmm. And then after everybody kind of started boarding, uh, I know we found our way over to the to the shop that was on the ship, um, and we saw some things that were pretty cool. I don't think we bought anything that first day. Yeah, I'm not sure if we did, or if it was, it was just, well... No, I don't think we did. Other than maybe um, a set of Sabak cards, because I knew that we wanted that, mm. and I get worried that things are going to yeah. sell out. <laughs> they had a really cool, like, Chandrilla Star Lines lightsaber that we kept going back to over and over again, like, debating, do we want it, do we not want it? Like, at this time, we both built already lightsabers at Savi's, so we were hot and cold on that lightsaber. We did end up not buying it, though. Yeah. It was cool. The case was the coolest part mm-hmm. about it, I think. No, for sure. I, I do wish that you could put different crystals in it. Yes. That was the... If, if you, you were able to put different crystals in it, I think we would have probably bought it. Yeah, agreed. If they had some kind of compatibility with the kyber crystals that you can buy in Batu. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Uh, so like really the first thing that happened while we were there was lunch. Yeah. After a drink, of course. We no, got course. a drink at the Sublight Lounge. We did use the Spira which is like a metal gift card, essentially, a Disney gift card Mm -hmm. that we picked up in Galaxy's Edge in California. Yep. And we got to use that while we were on the Star Cruiser, and it was so much fun to fully be in character. Yeah, just be fully immersed in it with with the, you know, the coin of the realm, if you will. Yes, the currency and all. Yeah, we had some, some lunch, though, after our drinks. Yep. Um, I know one thing that you were shocked at was having the blue milk on tap. The blue milk on tap. And I <laughs> went so hard during that lunch on the blue milk on tap. I, did, I had very minimal amounts of blue milk for the rest of the, of the rest of the trip, the Star Cruiser part of the trip. Unfortunately, I hurt my stomach drinking the amount of blue milk that I did. <laughs> And like lunch was basically just like a buffet, so you'd kind of go through the dining area, pick up all the food you wanted, which was all like really cool, just odd colors, like things that you would expect to see in Star Wars, like in a Star Wars universe, so different colors, different shapes, different consistencies, um, but it all tasted like pretty good. Yeah, and most of it was just spins on classic stuff, like I know, I think we both grabbed like a salad with mm-hmm. like a vinaigrette, but it had... A cool like almost crouton piece on top that was a crazy shape and that's what made it more star wars-esque right. mm-hmm. i think after lunch we kind of accessed uh, everything was basically done through the data pad on your phone so you had to download the data pad app you went through that to check in on your storylines kind of see like what the next thing was there was to do um you can follow like all the people that you've interacted with um and so we went through there we found like the different access points around the ship that we had to interact with and we were able to gain access to one of the restricted ship consoles yes we did 
That was very cool. And then we we were trying to follow people and not exactly following the directions <laughs> very well. So before we fully figured out what to, well, while we were figuring ourselves out, we were following, I think, some kids. Yeah, and they so. got into the engineering room and we followed them in and the cast member who was just acting but we didn't know that at the time he was like what are you doing in here and yelled at us so we like ran away <laughs> we're like uh, i don't know we're like i don't know what i'm doing in here i saw these kids come in um so it was definitely interesting to get used to how everyone is in character at all times which is to be expected of course for mm -hmm. It was a great experience, but it was like, oh, no, I'm getting yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> it was our first like interaction with somebody actually in the story, main storyline that we probably we definitely should have known kind of going into it. Um, so after we left, we kind of came up with a plan. We went back in there and told him we were sent in there to do something from, I think the captain told us that we needed to go in and do something in the engineering room, and he allowed us in, and so we were able to kind of mess with some of the bits and pieces and access more of the storyline yes and later i feel like it was just a tiny bit later in the app it was like go in the engineering room and just make sure that you pretend like you're supposed to be there and we were like oh <laughs> that's why so we were we were jumping ahead of the gun a little bit mm -hmm. and we also discovered the climate simulator after that yes the climate simulator is one of the best places to be Yes, it is. So the climate simulator, for those that haven't seen anything about it, and we'll have pictures and I think I have some video, but it is an outside area, basically. Mm -hmm. And there were plants all along the wall and there was a big rock feature in the middle. Yep. And a lot of people would like stack the rocks and everything like that. That's where we found our first porg. Yes. Um, a big thing, just like the ducks on cruise ships, it was porgs hidden around all the, uh, of the areas of the Star Cruiser. So we found our first porg there, and it was made out of cardboard, and someone like carved into it. I didn't even think it was cardboard at first. Mm. I think we still have that, correct? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere in my yeah, part area of, of Star Cruiser things. And then after we kind of explored the ship a little bit, I, I believe our next mission type thing was to meet the captain. Yes. Um, during the whole time that we were meeting the captain, is that when the first order kind of came through? Um, I think, so. well, I think that was a little bit later that the first order took over. Okay. I think she was just doing normal introductions, mm -hmm. captain things. That also, after we met her... Um, we got to walk around the bridge before everyone started training mm. and we were checking it out and trying to mess with things and take pictures. Yep. And I thought that was really cool that we were able to get some pictures in there before everybody else was in there. So, you know, we don't have people just like walking around in the background or anything like that. Uh, the way they did the Star Cruiser, we had a good amount of people on ours because at that time it was announced that they weren't going to do it anymore. So it was sold out. Um, but it didn't feel like there was ever too many people the only time it felt like there were too many people was i feel like the finale felt like we had too many people mm. and that's because everybody was all crammed into like one room yes and i don't know if it was just because 
everyone was trying to get the best views of everything or we just didn't have as good of a spot Mm -hmm. because it didn't feel like that at any of the other major points in the story where we were in that large room. I think by the time like the finale ended though, we were in a decent spot because we kind of kept like making our way over a little bit. (laughs) True. True. We were those people. So we met the captain. We explored a little bit. I think that uh, the first order came eventually and they boarded the ship they were accusing us of working with the resistance. Yes. Yeah. They said we had resistance people on board or people hiding information, mm-hmm. spies, all kinds of things. Yeah. And so they, there was a couple of stormtroopers and there was the main first order. Was he a general or a captain? Something like that. Yeah. Lieutenant. Lieutenant, Lieutenant Croy. I yeah. should have been. I was about to tell you his name. Lieutenant Croy. So we have Captain Keevan, who's one of the main people that are on the ship. Then we have Lieutenant Croy. We also have Sammy that's a main actor within it. He's kind of just an engineering person on the ship. Yes, and then we also had Wraith Cole and Gaia, who is a singer and very musically talented. And then there was Wani, who was a part of Gaia's ensemble of people. And then there was also Sandro. Sandro, yep, who was in love with Gaia at first. In love with Gaia. He was Gaia's biggest fan. Mm-hmm. And I think, and there was, um, there was SK. SK the droid. And there was also Lenka. Yep. Lenka was basically the. Ship coordinator. Mm-hmm. Like the cruise director, if you will, kind of like planning everything out and making sure everybody's having fun, having a good time. Yes. I think those were all of the main people other than the Sajas. Mm-hmm. That's right. All the Sajas. Yeah. Um, we did right around that same time as the first order taking over, we got pulled into a storyline with Gaia's manager, Wraith, mm-hmm. and he had us organizing luggage for Gaia. Yeah. In order to spell out a code. Yeah. There was a secret code hidden on her luggage tags. So we were inputting that, the symbols, once we put them in order into our data pads mm-hmm. for translation and it ended up saying, I have data cards. So Gaia was communicating with her manager through the luggage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at, at this point, we still don't know. We, we know that the First Order officers were the bad guys. But we still don't know who else is part of the First Order, who else is part of the Resistance, and who's just kind of in between. Yeah. And the first time you meet Wraith, he definitely kind of feels like the slimy kind of sleazeball manager like music manager if you will he he definitely did i mean he was friendly to us he kept pulling us into stuff (laughs) we ended up as a part of that storyline with gaia and wraith the coolest thing is so after we get pulled into that storyline or anytime we shake hands with one of the people in the storylines they kind of pop up on our data cards shortly after that so i don't know if they had like a proximity thing um, that connected to our magic bands. That's definitely what it was. Because there's there's no way that we would be in certain areas, experiencing certain things, getting invited to certain events. Without that, we had to have mm-hmm. had something like that. And they were very specific about shaking our hands. Right. Yeah, and the more you interacted with a certain person, the more your or their influence with you or their relationship with you would increase in like the app. You could see like how much you've interacted with them and almost like how they think of you yeah it was the trust and the 
I'm not sure what the two categories were, but I feel I feel like trust was one of them. Mm -hmm. Trust and familiarity, maybe. Possibly. Yes, that sounds about right. Um, we did get invited through our work, so we were on Captain Keevan's storyline and Wraith Cole and Gaia that storyline. Mm-hmm. So Captain Keevan had invited us to a secret meeting. It was not on the app, which that was one of the few things that we experienced that was not on the app. Mm-hmm. Um, she just verbally told us, yep. and we had to remember. So I put it in the calendar. I, I was like, Captain in the cargo hold at 5.45. And the funny thing is it actually just popped up the other day. Yeah, because I was looking through at the, through the calendar to find something. Mm-hmm. And I found that and I was like, oh, remember when we got to do that? I want to go back. Yeah. Um, so kind of like that first day was kind of meeting everybody. Um, the storyline progressed a little bit with the First Order taking over the next big event that happened was dinner uh during dinner there was a performance from gaia that's supposed to happen um and i know for that dinner we actually purchased the captain's table for it which was very cool again very glad that we got in before everyone was trying (laughs) to get their reservations when they heard it was closing because that's how we had it booked was from our original booking Mm -hmm. so i was so glad that we got to have that so most people that we were on the star cruiser with just for context and not most many of the people that we did talk to had been on it before correct yeah, a lot of the, a lot of people this was just kind of their send off they've been on it like two three times in the past yes so that was very interesting because they definitely knew what to do mm-hmm. but we were at the captain's table for dinner and it was so much fun it was the same food for the most part there were a few additional yeah. pieces we got the extra miso soup shot yeah, where we got to yell out Tabui Tay. Tabui Tay. And make everyone jealous in the whole place <laughs> because we got a, a whole cheers going. Yeah, uh, that's because the captain came over and kind of, you know, said whatever she had to say to our table. And then we all did the, we all did the cheers with the captain. Yes, and she was supposed to stay and eat with us. I say in quotes. <laughs> However, she could not stay. Due to everything that was happening with the First Order and everything that she had to do. But she did make an appearance, which was great. Mm -hmm. The best thing about that dinner, though, was the little boy that was at our table. The little boy. He was the cutest thing. He, first of all, our table was set up with these special hand sanitizer wipes where you drop the the towel, like the paper towel, into a solution and then it expands it. But it looks like a little like pellet, and then it's like a hand sanitizing solution. Mm-hmm. And the, the, both of those are so the towel is wrapped up really tight, and it almost looks like a little mint. And then there's like a little water dish next to it that you're supposed to drop it into, which kind of expands it. And it's on it's inside of like a rock. Yes. So the little boy thinks it's water, and he immediately drinks the hand sanitizer. <laughs> Or maybe it was water and the solution was on the towel. Either way, he drank it, which was the funniest thing. Yeah. I mean, he never got sick or anything, so I'm pretty sure it was just water. Yeah, he was a trooper, Mm -hmm. if so. But during the Tabuite, the miso soup shot with the tofu, he had apple juice, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was not very skilled at taking shots. Not that I would expect him to be. (laughs) Definitely not, but... The way like he couldn't really drink it, 
Yeah, he was stopping it with his tongue. And so nothing was really... He wasn't drinking anything. It was just him pretending to drink. It was hilarious. The funniest thing happened during dessert, though, or like right before dessert came out. Yes, I was told that if I didn't eat my entire dinner, I was not going to get any candy. He told me that. And I had my own family (laughs) version of the dinner because Evan has a sesame allergy and apparently everything in Disney World has sesame in it. Fun fact. And so I got the whole family style that we would have normally shared. Uh, I had one for myself. Yeah, and I just had my special portion of sesame-free things. Yes, which they were so great about his allergy. However... Um, there was no way I was going to eat a family-sized portion to get my candy. And I was like, I guess I'm not going to get any candy. I'm not going to be allowed to have any. So that was hilarious. I was... Yeah. Um, I and was yeah, we just kept kind of running into him on the ship, just different places. And every time we saw him, he was doing something cool. Yeah, he was the coolest kid. 10 out of 10 kid. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the best kid on the whole Star Cruiser. Yes. <laughs> Um, and so Gaia did perform that first day. Yes, it was amazing. Yeah, she was a great singer. Yes. And my favorite part was Rockstar Queen when everyone was dancing. I still, to this day, every once in a while, especially when I'm sad, I listen to Rockstar Queen and I, and I dance as much of the dance as I can remember. <laughs> and Wraith was coming up to us during that performance and he like... Like had his hand on our back and like shook our hands and was trying to get the familiarity up in the mm-hmm. app because he recognized us. Yep. So that was cool to interact with, you know, her manager while yeah. she was performing. For sure. And then you also had... Wani? You also had Wani that did her little drum thing. Yeah, I don't even know what that's called. I'm sure there's a name for it that I could look up. But she was amazing. I want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> I want to be her i want to be a good dancer i want to be as pretty as her she's fully an alien like full face character can't talk but somehow she still communicates decently she is a rodian yes for all my star wars fans thank you i couldn't remember the same race as greedo yeah but she's beautiful and wonderful and majestic and someday someday i'll be her yeah the food was amazing just the whole dinner like there wasn't anything like just chef's kiss on it yeah, it was so much fun. Did Chewbacca come through during dinner? Or was he after dinner? He was like during dinner at some point. Um, people oh, were right, they were trying to hide him from the first order, and he kind of walked through the yeah dining room. I think it was Lanka was walking him through, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's Chewie!" So I have some pictures of him like walking out. By the time we realized, just because of the way we were facing, we couldn't really see him too much while she was performing. So she definitely was the distraction in a way um she did perform coaxium yes that was her new song that she was debuting yes it was a very big deal because there was a a secret message in it essentially Mm -hmm. yeah that that was part of the coolest uh thing about the star cruiser was it just seemed like there was like codes and secret messages and they did an amazing job of making you feel like you were in star wars yeah they definitely did i i loved you know, portraying our characters, even mm-hmm. though we were a little a little shy. But <laughs> I feel like we were much more shy the first few hours, and then we kind of broke out of our shell a yeah. little bit. 
Yeah. Once everyone started recognizing us Mm -hmm. and everything, that made more sense for us to be out there. But yeah, she performed Coaxium, which kind of set us up for everything that we were going to do the next day in Batu because day two was going to be in Batu. Yep. Um, and then after dinner, uh, it was just kind of more, more or less like still navigating the ship, kind of talking to everybody, but we did have our bridge training that night. We did have our bridge training and it was so much fun. I loved the, was it the loader position where you like grab Mm -hmm. the things we, we had one, where we were working fully together, the first one we started on. Mm-hmm. So bridge training, basically, it just has everybody that's on the Star Cruiser, they, they go through it at least once. Um, you go through and you kind of just train on each of the systems, like in the bridge of the ship. So there was the weapons, loaders, systems, and shields. With weapons, you had to shoot different objects that were out on the screen. You had a, One person had to target them and the other person had to shoot. Um, with loaders, we had like one person had to go up and down, one person had to go like left or right to grab the packages. I think mm-hmm. that's the one that you were just talking about. Yeah, that's the one I liked. Uh, systems was this like control panel where when a button lit up, you had to like hit it real quick or toggle a switch. And then shields, it's I don't even know how to describe it, but like you have like um, it a was console like in the middle, yeah, a little bit like Pong where you had to like block the dots that were coming in, like trying to hit the ship. Yeah, it was like each person had a section that they were in charge of, and then there was like inner shields and outer shields, and you were in charge of your section, but Mm -hmm. it did remind me of Pong. I think my favorite had to probably be weapons. That makes sense for you. Yeah, (laughs) just being on the offensive. Very fair. So you liked loaders? Yeah. Trying to grab all the packages from space? Yeah, it was weirdly the least stressful <laughs> because like if we didn't get it, oh, well, we didn't get that package. Yeah. It wasn't like the ship and everyone was going to die. And All right, but I think that pretty much is all we did for day one. I mean, I know it's, I say that's all we did, but definitely seems very action-packed and, you know, just a lot of stuff going on. Especially for starting at noon, so it included no morning time mm-hmm. at all. Um, I will say we did run into Chewy and engineering. Yeah. I have some funny pictures. I think I was trying to take a selfie and he walked by in the background. Mm-hmm. So, yep, I think that'll do it for day one here, guys. Um, so that's kind of part one of of our Star Cruiser episode. Uh, stay tuned. Next week, we'll probably have the rest of the Star Cruiser on episode two. As always, we'll see you real soon. My name's Evan. And I'm Robin. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for joining us on this magical journey through Disney. We hope you enjoyed the adventure as much as we did. Remember, your stories, thoughts, and Disney experiences matter to us. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment, share your favorite Disney memory, or suggest topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay updated on our upcoming Disney tales. Until next time, keep the magic alive, and always remember, dreams really do come true. Thanks for tuning in to our Happiest Place podcast, where the magic never ends. everyone thank you for tuning in to our happiest place podcast we're excited to offer free travel agent services for your dream vacation imagine skipping the stress and saving time of planning and booking your vacation that's where we step in we'll handle the details booking accommodations 
reserving tickets, and setting up special dining experiences completely hassle-free for you. Picture this, you, your family, and the wonderful experiences without the planning headaches. Dive into the magic worry-free. With our expertise, you'll get insider tips, exclusive offers, and personalized guidance to make your vacation unforgettable. Sit back, relax, and let us do the work while you focus on creating treasured memories with your loved ones. Reach out today, and together, we'll start your magical journey. Again, thank you for tuning into our Happiest Place podcast and letting us be your guides while you make memories that'll last a lifetime. We offer travel agent services for Disney Parks, Universal Studios, most major cruise lines, and more. Details are located in the description below.